Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. And I heard a voice that said, why don't you just go to Maui for a couple months? And I thought, can I do that? That's not normal. And I thought, well, why not? And I, I noticed very quickly that that challenge of that coming from the place of that's not normal sounded a lot like my parents. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. We tell ourselves that we don't like difficulty, that we want things to be different, but we often sure don't act like it. In reality, human beings are terrified of change, and often we're more terrified than we are made uncomfortable by our current situation. We just accept that the current dysfunction is better than not knowing, than bravely facing the unknown. And every problem in the world, every problem within a person, can be traced back to that fear of change, that fear of the unknown. But whatever you want in life will require you to change in some way, and that change will require you to depart your current normal and create a new one. The only obstacle you have to overcome is your own inclination to adapt, although I'll admit it won't likely be as easy as that sounds. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that with the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open up the podcast app, view the full description of this episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. People live their whole lives in a dysfunctional normal. And tell them things like, he'll tell themselves things like, well, we'll stay together because of the kids. Or, well, if I quit this job, I don't know if I can find a better one. Or if I fire this employee, I don't know if I can find someone who can do any better. Translation, the current dysfunction is better than the fear of not knowing. That's it. And every single problem in the world and every single problem or issue in a person can be reduced to exactly and only that, a fear of change. So how does it live in you? So everybody from the last couple of sessions knows what I went through recently. Um, So my new normal is adapting to being single and having to kind of handle everything on my own in an apartment after being in a relationship for 12 years. Wow. So my new normal is adjusting to only having my kids part-time and trying to juggle work and kids and going back and forth and just a whole new lifestyle for me. Yeah. So how's that going? Uh, it's going. (laughs) There's nights that I don't know what to do with myself. Sometimes it's quiet without the kids home. Um, I bet. So I try to adapt to that and adjust. Don't really know what to do sometimes. 
That's an interesting feeling, isn't it? Isn't it? That we have a funny phrase for that, but it really it describes a very specific specific feeling. I don't know what to do with myself. It's like confusion, restlessness, discomfort. It's yeah. like it it ironically has some overwhelm in it, even though you're not doing anything usually. But no, it actually yeah, it causes a little bit of anxiety. Yeah, um, that too. Yeah, right. There's an anxiety like, well, I should be doing something. <laughs> and, and there's an urgency. I don't know what it is, but I, I feel like I'm already late doing it. Yeah. The one good thing about it is, as I found, is moving into somewhere. I didn't move with anything really other than my clothes. And, you know, I started everything all over again. So the organization starting all over. So it that feels good. It's clean. It's open space. It's not, there's not clutter everywhere. And, you know, so that feels really good. And I'm hoping to keep it that way. <laughs> yeah, right on. Well, you you said something kind of salient there, and that is um, about the clutter. Sometimes the absence of clutter will actually cause anxiety. Really? Mm-hmm. If people, I've seen this many times, if people are used to clutter, because what clutter does is it distracts you. So it causes you, you're constantly looking at different things. Like, you know, oh, there's this and then there's that. Oh, yeah, and I got to do that. And I got to do that. And when, there's a, when, the, when the clutter has meaning to it, you know, when each of the items is, has an action item associated to it, I mean, you guys got this in my Clear Workspace course, right? All those things are talking. When you turn off all the voices of that clutter, you're left with just yourself. So it's not really accurate to say it causes anxiety. What it does is reveals the anxiety that was already there because distraction serves as a drug for anxiety. So then you take it away. And, th- and this is one of the primary things that stops people from getting organized because the, the, the clutter in their life, wherever and whatever it is, is actually serving like a drug. It's numbing down something inside them. You know, I mean, imagine if you were to, well, you guys probably had experiences, this, you know, uh, lying awake in the middle of the night. Right? It's just deathly quiet and there's nothing to do and you're just there with your own thoughts, right? How fun is that, right? And you're just dying with the sun just come up with the birds start saying, can I just go to work? Can I just do something? I'm trapped in my own mind, right? That kind of feeling, right? What's happening there is it's just like you're in a white room for a week, you know, without distraction. You're just left with you. And we think we know ourselves and like, you know, our total control over what we think and neither are true. You know, you turn off the TV and the radio and you clear the kitchen table and everything's in its place. And finally everything's organized. And now it's just you and your thoughts. Ah, right. Now that's, that's too still. Let's turn on the radio again. Let's make a little bit of a mess. Right. And they go, oh, this is too messy. It's too cluttered. Let's, let's clean it up again. And then we go back and forth and back and forth, right? What's the solution? Well, to look at what's coming up and actually start to work on all the stuff inside, the, inside, inside you that you've been numbing down with whatever that drug is. Because drugs are just a fact of life, right? And I'm not just talking about just substances, just something, a, a drug you could just define as something that numbs something down, right? That could be as strong as uh, crack, or it could be just looking at goldfish. If looking at goldfish helps you repress emotions, then it's functioning the same way crack does. Television, exercise, work, 
food. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, um, it's, it's easy to judge people who carry some extra pounds, but you know, they, they may be, they're just medicating with food, which shows in a very visible way. Medicating with TV doesn't add pounds to your body, you know? Medicating with exercise can make you really good, but someone who's 10 pounds overweight could actually be emotionally way healthier than someone who is in peak physical condition, who if they don't get to exercise their two hours a day, goes crazy because they don't know what to do with themselves. At any gym, go to any health club and just look around. You can see the addicts there. Here's to the new normal, Tanya. <laughs> Thank you. What else? What, do you, what new normal does someone want but can't seem to get? And of course, it starts with just the decision of that. You know, like for you, Margarita, I invite you to consider like, how would you like to have a reality where you're never late again? That normal is available to you, not without a price, but it's available. You know, when I first decided to move to Maui, it came as a voice. I was in not a good place in my life. I was probably in one of the, I mean, it wasn't, it was a result of some of the worst months of my life. I was, I was okay at the time, but I was, uh, I would just had a divorce the ugliest breakup I've ever been in. I'd sold a house at a loss as I was pressured to and foolishly folded and, and did that. So I'd lost a bunch of money. My net worth had, was down to 20% of what it had been three months ago between the loss of the house and all of what I let my wife take, which, I, which was a mistake, but that's an <coughs> abusive relationship thing. Professionally, I was at a new bottom. I'd tried a project that had failed, but learned a ton from it, but I didn't know that yet. Most of my stuff was in storage. I was living in a converted garage. It was nice, but it was like, you know, 450 square feet, square foot converted garage. And I heard a voice. Oh, and my cat died or was about to. Yeah, that was that was some icing on the cake that I really didn't need at the time, but it factored into what I uh, ultimately heard. Cause I'm just sitting there and I was like, it was March or April in, in Southern Oregon, which is, can be a very rainy time. A lot like this 60 and cold now, but colder 40. And I heard a voice that said, why don't you just go to Maui for a couple months? You can work from there. And I thought, can I do that? That's not normal. Who goes and just goes to Maui, you know, lives there for a couple months? And I thought, well, why not? And I, I noticed very quickly that that challenge of that coming from the place of that's not normal sounded a lot like my parents. And, but I still wasn't convinced. So I ran it by a couple of my closest friends. I was like, do you think I should do that? Like, can I do that? Like, do you see anything? reckless or stupid or crazy about that. And they were like, I think that's a great idea. You've been through hell. Go live in Maui for a few months. And then a month later, my, and, then, uh, and then I arranged for my cat to be taken care of by someone for a few months. And then poor cat died. 
which cut the really the only tether I had to Oregon, which was why I think that was useful. Might happen. And uh, then the I ended up getting a five month sublet in in ten days. I had a plane ticket and a place to to stay. It worked out great, and I never left. I tried to leave once actually, but uh, the island wouldn't let me. <laughs> Any of you seen Lost? Yeah, uh, it's I, I'm you know they filmed a lot of that on on the Hawaiian island of Oahu. Uh, most of it. And I really think whoever created that must have lived in Hawaii because there is a kind of gravity to these islands. It, it has a kind of life of its own. There's, a, It's very well known here. When, when someone moves here, the question on everyone's mind is, is, is the island going to embrace you or not? Because things will either go really well for you in your first month or really badly for your first month. It's rarely anything in between. And sometimes Maui kicks your ass and says, you don't belong here and you can't find a place to stay and you can't get a job and you don't meet people or whatever. It goes badly and people leave. Other times, everything just goes easily. And there's an opposite thing where sometimes you try to leave and it won't let you. I know someone, this happened to me and, and happened to someone I know just recently where you fall in love with someone on the mainland and you're like, all right, that's it. I'm going back. And, and then the whole relationship blows up. And Maui says, no, you stay here. That happened to me. I, I, had, I was in love with a woman in Oregon again, had an offer in on a house that I was going to buy also in Oregon and a business partnership. And I was going to leave Maui behind in, in three months. This was whatever, a year and a half ago. And in the course of six weeks, the business partnership ended, the relationship ended, and they pulled the house off the market. All of that happened. Isn't that hilarious, right? I'm like, wow. Okay, I guess I'm not leaving. <laughs> that was really difficult. And then five months later, I bought this house off the market from a friend of a friend. And it's like, okay, Maui, I get it. This was my destiny, not that. But related to what we've been saying, what I was attracted to was an old normal. Oh, I'll move back to Ashland, Oregon. And the house is kind of like the one I had before, and this business partnership is a comfortable thing. Instead, I have a house that is has more projects than every, every other house I've ever lived in put together. You know, it's beautiful. Don't get me wrong, but you, you try um, keeping the yard organized when the growing season never stops and it rains a hundred inches a year. Do you know what that's like? <laughs> It's, I mean, it, it, it takes, it takes six, or six or eight hours a week just to keep it the same. You want to change something, it takes more than that. Uh, it's like living in a greenhouse. I and mean, that's exactly what the conditions are, except for freezing days like this, which is well below greenhouse temperature. I, I had hoped this would inspire you to be like, yeah, you know what? I want this new different normal. And... I'm help me understand what price I'm going to have to pay for it. But perhaps I've failed in inspiring you. You all look very sober. That's good. <laughs> sober is good. But excitement is important too. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. 
Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com slash review, and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.